Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. As you know, we have the lovely Diana Costa with us this evening. Acme guests know her from her brilliant performances in Hollywood Saturday Night, as well as Scandal Chris. Diana started her career at the famous theater at Knott's Berry Farm, where Steve Martin used to perform. Diana was cast on ABC's drama Pushing Up Daisies as Kristen Chenoweth's mom, where she appeared in flashbacks. She was also able to work with Richard Benjamin and George Siegel on the show. Diana has also been portraying the character of Desiree Jones, a new improvised on Scandal Crest, a new improvised soap opera web series from the world-famous Acme Theater in Hollywood, California. You can catch Diana in the last installment of Scandal Crest this Friday night at Acme or watch at ScandalCrest.com. Diana has two movies out this year, Visible Scars and By the Souls of Our Feet. Let's welcome to the airwaves, Diana Costa. Hi, Diana. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Wonderful. Okay, so so when did you first realize that acting was what you wanted to do? <laughs> um, I think soon as my mom put me in a pair of tap shoes when I was three and um, uh, started dancing and performing, I uh, kind of knew it. <laughs> ah, so it started in dancing. Yeah, yeah, and one thing just kind of led to another and um, did um, a lot of shows in the high school, and then right out of high school is when I went to the Birdcage Theater at Knott's Berry Farm. It's a, it was a very famous melodrama theater. It's no longer there, but um, yeah, and just got thrown into doing eight shows a day um, for, you know, a packed house, um, and it was, it was the shows where you would sigh for the lovely heroine and cheer for the hero and boo for the villain, and it was just live, very energetic theater, and um, just... I was there for about three years and then went into musical theater after that. Now, when you were on, you know, on stage and you were performing um, at uh, the Knott's Berry Farm Theater uh, and you kind of transitioned out of that, now that you've done TV and things like that, how does it, how does it change for you? How is it different for you being on stage versus, like, say, taping on a set? What are the challenges you face, like, kind of getting your mindset to uh, perform one way or another? Yeah, well, on on stage, especially at Acme, you know, you can be as big and brass and bold and crazy as you, you want to be. Um, where, you know, when you're doing um, more movies or television, you know, depending on the part, you know, you got to really bring it down. So for me, my first love will always be, you know, being on the stage. Right, right. Okay. Now, okay, let's get into Acme. I know that you're one of the members of Hollywood Saturday Night where you not only perform on stage, but you also create the characters and the sketches. What goes into the whole process of coming up with material for the show, and where does this this creativity of bringing these characters that are so great 
come to life in you? Where do, does that all come from? I know so many of the characters that I write for Hollywood Saturday Night. They, they they're so they're tragic in a way. You know, there's um I don't know they come from from some pain or just something like that, which always surprises me because I've had such a you know I've really had a great life and a great childhood. So um, but usually how the process works for Hollywood Saturday Night when we have our guest um come on board when we find out who the guest is going to be, who's hosting our show. Um, we find out a little bit about them and what they're anxious to do or something that they've always wanted to do um, on stage or a character they wanted to play. And we write around that. We write for them so they're the focus um, or bring that character into a sketch that we write. Um, I always like to, and I was given great advice, um, to make them as crazy as you. Uh, so I, I love to write uh, sketches where we both are, you know, those crazy, over-the-top, outrageously and overblown characters. Um, <laughs> where I come from them for myself, I, I don't know. I write I write sketches where I play a, a child of the age of eight, and I have a character um, named Lola LaRue, and gosh, she must be 102 by now. Um, I think I really just draw on life or or a family member or someone um something I've seen. One one my, my girlfriend, um I was in Chicago visiting my, my best friend, um, Corny Cole and she gave me a pair of fingerless gloves one night. We were we, it was snowing, I was freezing and she goes, Well here I have this present for you and I put them on and I just became this little um street urchin character. And I ended up writing, you know, writing a whole sketch about it. I have a little TV show. But um, but Pip, my name is, um, they don't teach the best things to children. So I kind of, you know, I take a character and then what's the twist? What's kind of the, even the dark side? So, um, uh, yeah, it, anything can happen and boom, you know, there's a character. People you see in the store or on the street or whatever, you're like, you just take a little something from them. And uh, you're like, what would their life be like on stage? Wow, you know, <clears throat> that reminds me just of what you what you just described, and I've seen you in in the Hollywood Saturday Night, um, like Roseanne, Rosanna Dana, when she used to when Gilda Radner used to be on Saturday Night Live, and she would do those sketches. That's what you reminded me of. Oh That's my gosh, it. what a compliment is that? That makes me feel great. Absolutely. You're, well, you're brilliant. You are brilliant at what you do. Oh, Absolutely thank you so brilliant. much. I'm, I'm really excited about this week's show. Um, our guest is Jared Kuznitz, and although he's not in this particular sketch with me, I'm very excited to bring back uh, Louise Sinclair, who has a, um, a TV show called Table for One, where oh. she cooks single-serving meals for people who are alone and lonely. And she tries to make them taste a lot less bitter than how she feels. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got that one from my mom, that character. Not that my mom is really anything like her, but my mom always has trouble, you know, like going to the store. She goes, I just want to go to the store and be able to buy a single serving meal for myself, you know. And so I thought, well, why not develop a TV show where somebody does that? So. Oh, that's, that's, that's great. That's great. Yeah. But she goes, um, you know. She always drinks too much and it always goes downhill. But, you know, her intentions are good. <laughs> of course. And, and half the people that are on, uh, what's it called? 
half the people that are on Saturday Night Live, that's how they, they, they've done that. You guys have taken up that same idea and made it your own. And I believe that some of you definitely, that, that company could do Saturday Night Live as well because you are as good as they are. Um, Thank you very much. We have just an absolute fantastic cast. We're just so supportive of each other, and we really help each other in our writing sessions, you know. Like, try this, try that. It's so supportive. And we have a wonderful director. Uh, His name is Leif Ganfort. Just so supportive and helps us. And we can take the smallest idea to our writing meetings, and he'll help with the, along the help of um, our head writer, Joseph Limbaugh, they both will help take the smallest idea and because they know that it's a seed of something and it can grow and, and what it can become. I've come in with, you know, I just I got this thought and boom, before you know it, you know, you've written something that you're really, really proud of. Wow. That's that's great. What I mean, there's so many things in Acme that are over the top. I mean, that's what that show is all about. What was the most outrageous thing you have done on stage at Acme so far? <laughs> um, well, if you saw the last Scandal Crest show in my my last scene with Walt Willie, that was pretty up there. Um, that that was probably one of the funnest moments I've had in in quite a long time. Even though I have a blast every week. Um, but that that was uh, that was fun. It was physical comedy, and I absolutely love doing physical comedy. Um, Can you explain what you did? Tell me for me, it's not going to be as funny. But explain what transpired during that particular sketch, because it was. I know that people would are were dying laughing. And oh yes, so- Scandal Crest, our, our our improvised soap opera last week. We um, uh, were blessed with uh, Walt Willie being our guest star. Uh, he came back as Vincent Sterling, who was uh, presumed dead, and um, even though he is married with the you know two grown children, my character Desiree Jones and Vincent Sterling had a long affair. So he comes back, and I first think that he is a ghost, but when I find out he's not. Of course, it gets a little, you know, a little physical where we go back. And I've known Walt. We did um, another improvised show together and uh, a Hollywood Saturday night sketch show at Acme. So I was very, very comfortable with him. And um, so it, the first scene that we had together where, where we're, um, you know, rekindling, you know, our, our love and our past, it got a little physical where I'm sitting on his lap and all that kind of, you know, kind of stuff. And and um, when we got off stage after that first one, I'm like, oh, my God, you know, I didn't even check with you. You know, how's your back? You know, I'm kind of crawling all over you. And he goes, crawl all over me. I don't care, you know. So in the next scene that we did together, he gets shot. And he does this whole long, over-exaggerated dying scene. Like, he won't die. He just keeps, you know, holding his stomach, and he's uh, got a gunshot wound, and he just keeps moving all over the stage. And um, I know that I saw the cameraman, um, you know, 
because we're supposed to stay in our little, you know, section, but we were all over that stage. So the cameraman was, you know, trying to find us and as we moved around. Um, but it was like he was a jungle gym. I just, you know, he would bend over and I would think he was dead and I would, cr- you know, crawl all over him because I wanted him to die in my arms. And, and then he'd stand up and I'd have to move around and go through his legs and, you know, crawl up the side of him. And he's a big guy and he just... uh he just let me do that in the physical comedy that came out of it because he would just play with it and put, get in these positions where I could do that, you know, with him. And the audience was just with us. And it's such a energetic, wonderful feeling when you have that energy coming from the audience. Um, it just makes you want to keep doing it. And we, we couldn't make a wrong move. And uh, it's, it should be online here so um, pretty soon. So, um, yeah, I can't wait to see it. <laughs> How... Okay, so speaking of scandal crest, I mean, you are fantastic in that. Um, and and one of the I mean, one of the reasons that it is so funny is because of you. Uh what what goes through your mind when you're on stage to like make Desiree outrageous like that? <laughs> um see She's really suffering, you know, inside. Like, she's never, like, really had it all together. Or as soon as she thinks she has it all together, you know, something happens. So I think it's just the character striving to, you know, to be okay in the world. And, you know, she she makes 30, you know, 30 days of sober, uh, sobriety, and then she falls behind. And, and so it's just all that angst and... and tragedy that's you know kind of inside her it's just you know she's got to let it all out and uh, I I grew up watching the Carol Burnett show and um, one of my favorite characters was Eunice when they did the mama's family yes and I I love that because she was such a she had so much pain you know inside of her but what came out you know what came out just you know made everyone laugh because they could, you know, relate to it or see a side of themselves in it or, gosh, you know, I've been in that situation and I understand her pain or, you know, and this is how Desiree deals with it. So that's kind of what goes through it. You know, what what would she do to be heard? You know, what would she do to try and feel better besides drink? <laughs> yes, she does a lot of that. Um, yes, she does. <laughs> how... Well, you know, it takes a special kind of actor to do improv. And obviously you have the gift for it. What is it, do you believe, that an improv actor has that is more more specialized that they can do that? Because you have to have comedic timing. You have to have the right delivery. There's so much that goes into improv and making it into a really great show that there's sometimes either, do you believe that there's there's people that can do it or not do it, or do you think this is something that can be taught? Um, I think, I think, it can be it, it can be taught if you have certainly if you have you know the desire to do it you know um, gosh there's so many great people in the show our director Joseph Limbaugh 
um, was one of my teachers as well. I, I think he's absolutely brilliant, and to be half as good as him would just, you know, make my day, my world. But um, I, I, I do, you know, think there's people that it comes to naturally, and then there's people that, you know, they love to do it, and there's little tricks and things. But I think the most important thing is listening and, and being open to just planning yourself on that stage and looking that other actor in the eye and like, okay, what do you got? You know, give it to me. And then respond just as that character would. Like Desiree, you know, she isn't that educated. She isn't, you know, she doesn't have a lot in her life. You know, she's, you know, poor and, and uh, you know, lost her place in the guest house and is living out of her Miata. And, um, you know, so how would that character respond? And, uh, really opening yourself up so you don't have anything in your head before you go out there and just to see where it goes. And that's the fun of it and the scary part of it. There's a, a lot of fear and sometimes you just gotta just gotta go with it. If I'm not a little bit afraid before I go out, it's usually not a good show for me. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. Interesting. The, the 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 butterflies, the it's kind of um it's a part of me. Like, okay, they're there, so I know I'm going to be okay. I don't have them. I must be a little, too, a little overconfident, and it's not going to work, you know. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, fear become, I make fear my friend in that situation. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. How is there anything specific that you do to get ready for a performance? Um, for for sketch. Um, for those characters, you know, you're you're in, you know, in your at your house in your space, you know, in front of the mirror, just working on them, working on um, their physicality, working on their little quirks, working on on all that stuff, you know, moving around when you write or develop a character. Um, another wonderful teacher of mine, Kimberly Lewis, always told me, give your character like a um, like a little physical. Uh, ailment, if you will, you know, so it's like throwing that in or, or you know, because it's going to affect how that person might look on stage or something, you know, along those lines. Or improv, um, it kind of just, you know, when, when I was told that about my character Desiree Jones and how um, she is, uh, was, um uh, the mistress of Vincent Sterling and Dale Raul, brilliant actress I love working with, um, is um, the matriarch of the family. Um, and I was kind of, you know, the one that was hushed and nobody really talked about. Then a lower status character. Then I just started kind of developing her and never, never being the ever got recognized and always being the one to struggle in the working class and having three jobs and and how would that feel but then how would she dress you know she would dress you know cheap you know cheaply but kind of you know little sparkly little you know gaudy things like that and so you just start kind of dressing your character and then working on you know what uh, what ailment she has and and uh what she's struggling to overcome now, do you have to, because there's certain actors that when, before you go on stage or you, before you start performing, you have to kind of be in your own, like, um, space and not a lot of talking around you. Are you that type of performer? 
are you someone that can just be around and then step on stage? You know, you can be around people and then step on stage and it's no big deal. Um, uh, it kind of just it just depends. Um, for Hollywood Saturday Night, we're usually always backstage, like running lines right up to the last minute. You know, oh. and there's that energy, and and you you know you kind of thrive on that. You know, um, that energy with each other before you go on stage. Improv, you know, a little bit different. We warm up, we play games, um, uh, things like that. So you have a lot of energy, but right, right, right before I step out on stage, I just kind of like to, you know kind of gather myself a little bit, make sure I got that butterfly in my stomach, and um, and then go on. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. That, sounds, that sounds great. Okay, so <laughs> you uh, also portrayed Kristen Chenoweth's mom in flashbacks on Pushing Up Daisies. Pushing Daisies, what? yes. It was a, um, a really cute show, and unfortunately, as soon as I became a recurring character, they canceled it. Oh. But, yes, um they would do a lot of flashbacks with the main characters when they were little little kids. And um, I played her mom. And, uh, gosh, it, it was such a great set to work on. And um, it was just so vibrant in the costumes. Oh, I just, I loved going in for costume day. Um, <laughs> uh, I believe his name was Robert, and he, um, the costumer, and he had a, worked on Star, Star Trek, the series, years ago. That's what oh. was his kind of claim to fame that he he did, designed all those costumes, and I would go in and and um, kind of I would always have my favorite thing, and um, I just had a way with Robert. So in my dressing room, he'd always hang up the one that I you know that I chose, even though like six or seven choices have to go to producers. Somehow he always finagled them to get them to want what I wanted. So, um, but yeah, real colorful, real over the top, um, you know, with your hair or you know, gold lame or, you know, things like that. It was um, such a vibrant, colorful series by uh, Brian Fuller. Now, did you have any, were there any real big challenges that you faced because you you go from improv to, like, nighttime drama? I mean, they're two totally different worlds, obviously. Um, but was there any type of, like, that you had to, like, switch off you know, one side in order to get to the next side, or is it all the not same? not for this particular show because it was a it was a um, uh, kind of a com- it was comedy, um, so my and my character was very very vibrant. I mean, she was her mother, but she you know she was a little bit more into herself than right. into her daughter. All um, so a little flighty. So that was easy for me to do, um, but um, I did two. I have two movies coming out this year. Um, one is called Visible Scars, and the other one is called By the Soles of Our Feet. And those were um, a little bit uh, darker characters, or you know, not um, not uh, crazy over the top that I like to play. <laughs> so a lot of uh, kind of centering yourself, and I really welcomed the challenge. It was really fun. Okay, because I was going to say, was it was it harder then for you? Was it a little more difficult yeah. to kind of get in that character? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, there. If, if, um, by the Souls of Our Feet is a very, very interesting piece. It's directed by Abel Gonzalez, and um, it is a movie told in seven chapters, as he calls mm-hmm. them, and each chapter is a different movie genre. 
Mm-hmm. And so um, it, it goes from romantic comedy, which I'm in, which was fun, to a very, like, Fellini dramatic piece. And that, <laughs> it was not only, you know, hard, hard for the character, but we were filming up in the Los Angeles um, National uh, Crest Forest, and oh. it was freezing, and it was windy. And the whole movie... The characters never stop moving forward. They never stop walking forward. And so it was very physical up in this forest that we just had to continue walking. And the wind is blowing <laughs> and it's freezing. And I have um, a strapless dress on. And it's huge. It's a huge dress with a huge train. And it was exhausting. And it was very dark and very deep. And and you wouldn't know, like, if you, the next step you took was, you know, you were going to land in a hole that, a, you know, an animal may have made its home in the night before. So um, it was it was a very, yeah, that chapter, very dark. And then in, um, uh, I think it was the fourth or fifth chapter that I was in, um, I get turned into a zombie, which I... <laughs> Um, but we were up in Mammoth in the snow, and again, it was freezing, but the sun was blinding. So the elements, you know, were hard. And then the physicality of, you know, of having my character turn into a zombie. The makeup was fun. So, um, so yeah. So, yeah, it, it, is a, it is a little bit more difficult, and you do have to get into a different frame of mind. Absolutely. Well, it's wonderful. Can't wait to see both movies. Um, thank you so much for joining us. It was it was truly uh, very insightful into the you know life and and uh, an actor of improv because like I said it's a specialized field um, because I don't think anybody can do it. I really don't. Um, um, well, it was lovely. Like I like I told you earlier, this is the first time I've ever done. Um, an interview like this, so I was uh, thrilled to be your guest tonight. It ab- really meant a lot to me. Absolutely, and as as I said, um, you can catch Diana in her last installment of Scandal Quest this Friday, December 7th, and she will also be in Hollywood Saturday night, Saturday night um, at Acme as well, and thanks so much for spending this time with me. I will see you wonderfully on Friday night to see you in Scandal Crest. Great, I look forward to it. Thank you. Bye. This will conclude our episode with Diana Costa. Have a great night and uh, good night.